Today, I want to continue in the saving season. And the reason we're using the word saving season is we're placing that in the word of Christmas. It is the season of the Christ Mass. We are celebrating, and you don't have too many evangelical Protestant churches like ours that have Advent candles that, that are here, but I have, I've embraced the, the plan of the Lord Jesus to raise up the church during this particular, particular season. It's a historical revelation of the church. So we're, today is the Sunday of peace, and, and we want to talk more about this, uh, the saving season. What is, what is the Greek word for saving? Sozo. Come on, say it. Sozo. Sozo. You just, say, just say it. Sozo. Get that out. Sozo. Look, y'all speak in Greek. And, uh, and, and when we talk about this, we're talking about wholeness. So in the saving season, the idea is for the church to get whole, for the, the body of Christ to be well. Uh, for the early church, the season of Advent was about uh, bringing people to get ready for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Christ Mass was to disciple people, to get them ready for baptism. That's what it's about. So I don't know what your experience is, but we're, we're experiencing God saving people and setting them free. So today I want to talk about peace. And uh, uh, we want to focus on the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I thought Bev could help me. All right. All right. Come on. Uh, You'd have, to, you'd have to buy a ticket to see Bev anywhere else, okay? Uh, and uh, by the way, Lion King is wonderful, okay? I don't know if you watched The Lion King, but she plays in the orchestra on the new Lion King movie, and she plays here all the time, yeah. So uh, today, we want to talk to you about the peace of Christ, but are you ready to sing? Anybody ready to sing? All right, play a little bit, would you, Bev? Just go and play the I'm going to, maybe, but we want to hear you play more than me sing. deliver, heal, persevere, to make whole. So we're going to continue, and you can see that we have, we have lit our second candle, uh, peace. Somebody say it. Say peace. peace. And today we want to talk about the peace of Christ. The peace of Christ. Looking at Luke 2 and 14. Read that scripture. You probably know it. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. That's a, it's a bold statement. It's really a big statement. It's bigger than, it's not just uh, 
something we're throwing out. It wasn't something that the angels did not know what to say when they gathered to meet the shepherds. <clears throat> Glory to God in the highest. They, they, they sang, uh, and it, it was a multitude. It was like an army of angels that gathered. It almost suggests that at this particular moment uh, in, in history, uh, in, again, this great populated universe, what we have is an army singing. Did you hear me? We have an army singing. Why would an army show up? This is not just to show how powerful they are. They showed up because, come on, look at me. This is a fight. Do you, do you come to fight? Anybody as a kid, were you ever close to one of those? You know, one of those you hit me first moments. Anybody into that? You know, uh, I've had people in my face before. I have. And they, they didn't want to hit me. They didn't want to because I have older brothers. And uh, somebody thank God for some older brothers on occasion, you know. I, but uh, <clears throat> there, there is a battle that's going on. And here is the message. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Because some people think everybody's got peace, but everybody doesn't have peace. All right. Peace who are going to be in relationship with God. Peace for those who want to receive his glory. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace to men on whom his favor rests. I mean, couldn't he have picked a lot of words? He could have said hope. You know, he could have said happiness. That's what we want, just happiness. We love happiness. I mean, we are kind of addicted to happiness. Can I get an amen? I just, I just want to be happy. I want to be happy. Just whatever it takes. As long as I, I will worship anything as long as I am happy. Anybody been in that place in your life before? Anybody been there? Just trying because you feel something empty on the inside and, you know, just moving. I just want to be, just want to be happy. I want to be happy. You know, so, some, some have been in one relationship after another relationship after another relationship after another relationship. Just looking because if I find the right one, I'll be happy when really it's not about that. Hello, living waters. Hello. Come on. <laughs> Glory to God. Say it again. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace to men on whom his favor rests. I love Silent Night. I think most people know that. We didn't have the words up. You seem to be able to sing along. Uh, you at least know that last part, sleep in heavenly peace. Sleep in... I mean, it's, it comes off like a lullaby, doesn't it? It is a lullaby. It's written as a lullaby. In heavenly peace. Sleep in heavenly peace. And we often, when somebody dies, what do you put? R I which means rest in peace. Okay, so basically what they were saying is uh, sleep and rest in peace. <laughs> he did die. I mean, he was just born. Why would you say sleep in heavenly peace? How many have had babies and know what I'm talking about? Had some babies in your house? Anybody? How many, how many know of a screaming baby? Anybody know of a screaming baby? Jesus was born. He is, we believe in the incarnation. Am I right? In other words... He is God in the flesh. And if you know, children can be different. Right? All children are not born the same. Some are sleepers and some ain't. Right? How many have ever dealt with a baby that just likes to sit up all night? Anybody dealt with them? Bless all of y'all. Bless, bless you. Bless. Sleep in heavenly peace. So I've, I've listened to Silent Night before and I've thought to myself, you know, Jesus was still flesh. But there was something about Jesus, I believe, from birth. Because Jesus was born absolutely God. He didn't become God a few days later. He was conceived absolutely as God. Amen. He was God in flesh. The first person to recognize Jesus as being the Son of God on this earth was John the Baptist inside his mother's womb. Amen. Some of you say, that's impossible. No, no. Remember what his mama said? As soon as you walked in the room, the baby leapt inside of me. The baby was impacted. How many know your children are being impacted right now? Do you know that? 
You say, well, I'm, I'm pregnant. My baby, yes, it is. You need to stop fussing and stop fighting. You need to get peace in your life, right? You need that. You need that right now in your life. You need wholeness. Okay, and anyway, so uh, peace. I, I want to talk about peace. I believe there is so much conflict in our culture. I grew up, there was a there was an anchor man. Anybody remember the anchor man in the 60s and the 70s? Anybody remember his name? Walter Cronkite. Walter Cronkite. Was it CBS News? I mean, he, he sent everybody to bed every night, all right? And he was considered the most trusted man in America. What? A news anchor man trusted? Which anchorman do you trust? Careful, careful, careful. I don't need a battle right now on my hands, all right? But, I mean, just the idea that somebody could speak in that way, that they were telling the truth. Sometimes, when I look at my culture, when I look at the world that I'm in, and I just look at stats, I mean, I'm not, they they say that, uh, like, anxiety itself, that uh, right at 20% of all Americans are struggling with a stress disorder, an anxiety disorder. So I'm not going to have us lift our hands right now, but that means that a large amount of us, okay, are probably struggling with that. And then, you know, sometimes just in the culture that I'm living in, I feel anxiety. Anybody? I just, it's like, I just, sometimes I, and Walter Cronkite isn't there in the news in the morning, and I, I turn the news on, and it's like, I just don't want to look at you. I just, I need something else. I really need something else. Has anybody ever woke up, just been awakened with stress? Anybody? It's like you woke up and you immediately think, well, what am I going to do? And there are issues and there are struggles. I got to go see so-and-so. And it's like, ah, can I just go back to sleep? And that in itself is a sign of some of the struggle of anxiety and stress. I just don't want to get out of bed in the morning. I don't want to leave the house in the morning. And, and, and I know there are many reasons for such things. Uh, for me, I think the country really needs Jesus. Amen. I think the country really needs Jesus. I think we're, we're desperate for revival in our nation. I'm des- desperate for it. You should pray about this every day. And go back and listen to my teaching from last Wednesday night if you're trying to figure out a way to pray. But uh, I, I'm telling you, we're desperately in need of Jesus. And, but but we've, we've redefined him because I think, I wonder what kind of Jesus would our nation accept? Because we've redefined him and determined that we love Jesus. We just don't want him involved in our lives. We want forgiving Jesus, and, but we're not sure about truth-talking Jesus. We want, we want healing Jesus, but we don't want go and sin no more Jesus. I mean, come on. We don't want Jesus like telling us what we should do. Jesus, I really love you, but please don't tell me what to do. Just tell me whatever I do is cool. And I, you're really asking for the wrong Jesus, okay? I, that's, that's another Jesus altogether. Uh, that's, that's really a demonic Jesus. And somebody say, I need real Jesus. I need real Jesus. Uh, I love these angels of Luke chapter 2 and the heavenly messengers that brought this story. At, at Christmas, though, I love the focus on the name of Jesus. Somebody say his name. Say his name, Jesus. And uh, so you would also say his name as Yeshua. Uh, but there's many places where his name is, you know, in the Old Testament, he'll be called Emmanuel. God is with us. I love that he is God with us. I love that he is Jesus Christ, our Savior. I love that he came as our rescuer, the one who brings us into the ultimate promised land. So today, I want to focus on him and the, on the prophetic and angelic message that Jesus is peace. I want to talk about the Prince of Peace, knowing that we live in a world that is filled with such chaos. And, and so... I want us to deal with that because uh, here's the reality. Uh, you can have something happen in your life that seems to infiltrate you with chaos. A moment, a phone call, a letter. Am I right? Uh, somebody that you talk to that says something to you 
uh, and it might be out of what they're going through, and out of that, chaos comes into your life. I am not telling you today that at the end of the day, nothing negative will happen. I'm telling you that the chaos on the outside of your life should not steal the peace that's on the inside of your life. I want you to have true inner peace, not by sitting around and saying, I'm not saying that. Some of us are confused about how to have peace. And it's fine to meditate as long as you're meditating upon the Prince of Peace. Personally, I, I've been a, been a Protestant. I've been a Protestant all my life. I, 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 was, I was in the Protestant church uh, before I even knew that there was such thing. You know, and then, you know, you go to the doctor and they say, what? You know, you have to check off what your faith is, you know? And uh, I just want to put Jesus in there somewhere, you know, and uh, trying to pigeonhole me somehow. I, I uh, never had any experience hardly at all with churches outside of my background growing up. And then as I, you know, had more experience and moved into ministry, I finally had a few experiences with more Orthodox religion, with a Catholic religion. And anybody know any Catholics? Anybody be any Catholics? Where, where am I Catholic? Somebody, anybody baptized the Catholic? Where are you? I got, all right, there you are. All right, so, uh, I, you know, we're going to get you saved. No, no, I'm not just, <laughs> I, I was, I just, just, check, just checking you out. No, uh, folks, I'm telling you, I got, some brothers and sisters that are doing a great work for the, for the Lord Jesus in the Catholic community. Can you praise God for that? But uh, I did not, I, I, all I knew, and this was my perspective, all I knew is that when I was in a Catholic gathering, all I knew is I was bored. That's all I knew, all right? And it was just really weird because at my church, you got loud, okay? People walking around and waving their hands. Come on, can I get an amen? And there they, it's like they had to be quiet. And I didn't understand that. I just didn't. Can I get it? Yes. You know what I'm saying? So it's out of my position that, uh, you know, I just want, come on, can you sing that chorus one more time? And no. And uh, I knew about dressing up when I was a kid. I knew about that. You always dressed up to go to church. All right. And some of you, you know, if dressing up is going to get you to heaven. Some of you, are, anyway. Um, but again, we thought that other churches, especially any church other than Pentecostal church, was just a dead church. That's what we thought. Uh, and in the past few years, I, you know, I've been known to engage my brothers and sisters, you know, those folks with clerical collars. And, and uh, it's, here's something I've learned, and this is true of most people. Sometimes we're so busy doing it our way that we sometimes miss the beautiful, spiritual, and accurate truths. Sometimes what seems to be simply religious might be powerful if you would go just a little deeper. All right. If, if we could get past the fear of liturgy and you say, well, I just don't like liturgy. We have one right here at Freedom. Just because it's not written on a piece of paper does not mean it's not a liturgy. All right. We just whatever we're doing, we just have this little asterisk at the end. Holy Spirit, you're in control. All right. Whatever you want to do. But. But, but if we could get past the fear of it, we might actually experience some beautiful things. Uh, in, in a Catholic service, you might hear something like this at one time in the service. Are you ready? The peace of the Lord be with you always. What? A lot more Catholics in here than I thought. And then, excuse me, what? Peace of the Lord be with you always. And then the, the, the pastor, the minister, the father, whatever you're going to call him, might say, let us offer each other the sign of peace. Amen. All right? Anybody been in that moment? And did you know what to do? You just looked over and somebody went. <laughs> so. Okay. But that's not really what it is. In fact, even in, in Catholic community, they've struggled at that particular moment. What should we do? 
Because some people go and hug somebody, some people shake their hands, some people bow to other individuals they don't know exactly. And, and even in the, the, the hierarchy of the church, they've debated exactly what should we have people do. And then it's like, it's according to your culture. It's like, welcome to Virginia. If you don't know, there's a lot of folks here that will hug you. All right? But if you go to some other places, you start hugging people, they would say, hey, hey, hey. So you're going to get hugged here. Anyway, I've experienced it, but often uh, less than this uh, Protestant Pentecostal expects. I might also say uh, in the debates, sometimes we're missing the whole point. Because someone at church says, peace be with you, it doesn't radically change the lives of other people. And especially when you don't know what it is, because we need to do a couple of things. We need to discover peace, and we need to learn how to share peace. Does that make sense? We need to, first of all, discover it, not just say it in a religious way. We need to discover peace. And we need to truly learn how to share it. There's more to it. When the prophet said, and when the angel said, and when Jesus said, peace, peace, peace to you, glory to God in the highest, and peace to men. The next question is, well, what is peace to you? I, I enjoy my Christmas culture. I really do. I, I enjoy it. I, I'm listening to Christmas music right now. Diane and I were driving down the road singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer the other day. And uh, how many know Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? So, but, but sometimes our Christmas culture is just designed for a temporary reprieve from fear and anger and confusion. And then suddenly we wake up from our New Year's Eve hangover and have to face it all again. Come on. The, the, the point of Christmas is not just to make you feel good for a little while. If you're going to overcome, you need to know that God wants to do more than just, you know, just, okay, feel good for five minutes, at least on Christmas Day. So sometimes, sometimes um, I need to feel good. I need a little Rudolph. But isn't the coming of Christ about more than just feeling good for a few minutes? Wouldn't you love to just be at peace and to live at peace and to walk in peace? Amen's in the house? Let me talk to you today. Let me talk to my chaotic crowd. How would your life be different if you truly had a living peace inside of you? How would your life be different if you truly had the peace of Christ? How would it be different? How would your home life be different if peace ruled in your home? How would your life be your marriage? How would your relationships, how would your life be different at school if there was no more chaos right here? You said, the only thing I can do, pastors, take some pills and go to sleep because that's the only place I know. I don't want you to just sleep in heavenly peace. I want you to be wide awake in heavenly peace. Two scriptures, Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto us a child is born. Read it. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. John 14, 27. I also want to throw this scripture to you. Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Anybody receive that? Does that almost sound like a commandment? Not as the world gives, give I to you, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled and don't let it be afraid. Don't let it be troubled because the trouble, the chaos moves you into a state of fear. Until you're walking in fear rather than walking in faith. So just, I'm going to talk about three practical things that we need to do. One, we need to know peace. We need to receive peace. And we need to give peace. Luke 2.14. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men. Does anybody see what's going on here? Peace. Peace. What is the angel doing? He is proclaiming peace. Do you believe that something happened to those shepherds at that particular point? Anybody believe that? Do you believe they experienced peace at that moment? Anybody believe that? So I do. Anybody know Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? I was, I'm talking a lot about him today. So uh, how many know the first verse? Okay, that's not really good. Okay, right, let's try it again. 
You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Okay, stop, stop. Okay, so, okay, so the, the answer, the question is, do you know? Do you know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer? Do you know them? You never heard of them. I mean, where did they come from? Who's Dasher and Dancer's mama? What is their home life like? Do you know Prancer? Well, his name's Prancer, so I expect he prances a lot. Do you know? And what about Vixen? What does that even mean? I don't think I like Vixen. Do you know them? You can come up with some assumptions, but you're just really singing a song. Say, well, it's Christmas. I know, but don't we do it at church regularly, just sing the song? I mean, I mean, we were singing about peace this morning. Do you know peace? Do you know? Do you know peace? Or do you just recite the Bible verse? Do you just speak the liturgy? I'm not, I'm not asking you to feel shame. I'm asking you to really honestly answer the question, do you even know peace at all? Could it be that we're so busy being religious and yet our homes are in strife and our children are lost and our minds and our hearts are at war? Do you even know peace? Would you like peace? What do you really want for the Christ mass? What do you really want at this season? Would you, if you could have anything? I mean, I mean, how many kids really want a video game? I mean, really? Aren't video games great? Somebody praise Jesus. Somebody thank God for the game you have on your phone right now. Somebody praise God. No, it's the only peace you have, right? When finally you're just looking at your phone and or doing stuff with it and you're just oblivious to everything. I just need to disconnect from the world for a few moments. I'm preaching to somebody. Do you know what peace is? I want to know what peace is. It's the, it's the Hebrew word, Shalom. Say it, shalom. shalom. It is a, read this, read this definition, a position of wholeness, completeness, soundness, security and health in every area of your life provided through God Almighty. Shalom. shalom. Amen. The absence of war in your life. The absence of war. Has anybody done any cyber shopping recently? See, cyber shopping just weirds me out just a little bit. Uh, because I mean, you, you might say, you know, uh, Pastor is getting old, but I like that brick and mortar store stuff. I just, I kind of get it. I like looking at it and trying it on before I buy it. Amen. I like that. Can I get an amen from somebody? All right. All right. Somebody said, but I really hate going to the store. Why do you hate going to the store? Chaos. Because people get in front of you and they push you around and shopping cart people. Shopping cart people make me crazy. You know? Can I hear about shopping cart people for a moment? They make you, shopping cart people. It's like they'll just walk right down the middle of the aisle at the grocery store and just park in the middle, stand back and look. And you're driving your cart down the aisle. It's like you're, hello, hey, hey. And they look up at you. Yeah. Okay, and you know, and uh, you know, I'm sometimes I'm patient. Can I get help me? Help me here. Peace is provided through Christ, and 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 I want you to know when you say peace, I want you to know what you're getting. I want you to try it on this morning. Next, this next powerful scripture is John 14, 27, where Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the, the world gives do, do I give you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be, be afraid. So the setting, all right, uh, of this is, is so awesome. Usually when we think of peace, we think of everyone getting along and no fighting wars. The Bible seems to mean something different. He didn't say there were, there's, there's, you're not going to have any wars or any trials. That's not what he's saying. The, what happens, can I tell you this? What happens, I'm going to tell you, in all of your conflicts, in all of your crazy arguments, 
It is when the chaos out here gets inside of me. And then I begin to speak chaotically rather than speak peacefully. I just helped you with your conflict management. I want the peace of Christ. And Jesus, how many think that when the disciples heard this, it was like, what? Wow. When Jesus said, peace, I leave with you, my peace, I give to you. Do you believe they received peace at that moment? You believe that? Yeah. I mean, just, okay, Jesus. And that's what, that's, that's what we're saying with this liturgy. The peace of Christ be with you always. Receive this. Come on, receive this. Peace, I leave with you. Here's my peace. I leave with you peace. Just say, I receive peace. Say it, I receive it. Say, I receive peace. Now, now in, in the Old Testament, Israel fought nations a lot. In the New Testament, we still hear about battles, specifically spiritual warfare. In Ephesians, we hear about the armor of the Lord. And then in Revelation, we hear about all kinds of warfare. It's not a peaceful world that we live in right now. So, so what does the Bible mean when it talks about peace? Uh, listen, listen to the explanation of Jesus in John 16. He says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble but take your heart, I have overcome the world. In other words, take your heart back, your mind, your will, your emotions. Don't surrender your heart to the world, the, the war that's going on in the world. Somebody shout, I want my heart back. I want my heart back. In this verse, it's the Greek word here, arene, and the understanding from the Gospels is it's the tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, fearing nothing from God and content with its purpose on the earth. Do you love that definition? A tranquil state. Why can't I just rattle you right now? Because I know who I am in Jesus, and I know that my, I'm, I'm a child of God, and nothing is going to divert me because God has a purpose for my life. Can I get an amen from someone? So the peace offered by the world is an empty promise and can only bring temporary comfort. God's peace is a permanent peace offered by the only one who can be trusted to keep his word and heal our sin. The world's peace is temporary and it changes with circumstances. During times of prosperity, nations experience temporary peace, but when economic struggle comes, you find yourself on the brink of civil war as well with others, with your neighbors. The peace of the world is a precarious thing. Conflict erupts when people are hungry. Peace disappears when circumstances turn ugly. The world's peace is built on compromise. In the Old Testament, God warned the Israelites that if they intermarried for political reasons, and when I say intermarried, I'm saying basically what they, what they do is they find somebody outside of their faith and join with them. Now, I'm going to tell you this again. Don't date anybody that doesn't know Jesus personally. Do you hear me? Pastor, but we're in love. That's called attraction. There are a lot of pretty people in the world that will steal your peace. I've told you to do this before. If you're dating somebody that doesn't know Jesus, text them right now and break up. Right now. But what if they come to Jesus? Then we'll renegotiate. Like I told one young man about my daughter, you haven't known Jesus long enough to date my daughter. All right? Can I get a father amen right now? All right. Be careful not to make a treaty, Ephesians 34. Be careful not to make a treaty with the inhabitants of the land that you're going to enter. Otherwise, they will become a snare among you. The world's peace ignores the root of the problem. Uh, Jeremiah 6 and 14. They have healed the wound of my people lightly, saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. We're going to get along. Everything's fine. But there's no peace. Uh, but God's peace is permanent and secure. Uh, so the, the, the scriptures uh, are, are clear about this. 
When, when circumstances are free of conflict, we enjoy momentary peace. But when we face difficult relationships, when we face health problems and financial crisis, the momentary quiet is disrupted and chaos rules our day. So God offers peace in the midst of chaos. His peace doesn't change with circumstances. It is secure in spite of circumstances. Isaiah 54, for the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you and my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. So now we know what peace really is. How many have experienced what peace really is not? So now I want to receive the peace of Christ. 2 Thessalonians 3 and 16. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. It's important to recognize now that the true source of peace is, here in 1 Thessalonians, that that the true source of peace is the Lord of peace. The Prince of peace. The God of peace. 15 of the biblical epistles, technical and the technical term for letters written to the churches, Philippians, Galatians, Ephesians, they give a greeting to their beloved church members at the beginning, which includes some version of peace from God. Say it. Say peace. 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 Receive the peace of the Lord. Peace originates from the Lord of peace, not from Jack Daniels. That's the only way. If I don't drink like a few, I am gone. Listen, it originates with the Lord of peace. That's good stuff, Pastor. Peace originates with the Lord of peace. We were born into chaos, but at the same time, our soul craves peace. So don't buy into the notion that an afternoon of solitude or a weekend at the beach will give you peace. Do that sort of thing. But remember, peace is not a serene setting or even a peace of mind. Anything or anyone who promises you peace is not being authentic to you. Because true and lasting soul-level peace is found only in the person of Jesus Christ. We see this in so many places in the New Testament. But John chapter 20, we've got disciples that are messed up. Jesus has died. They're getting word that he rose again. And Jesus came and stood in the midst. And here's his first words to them as he rises from the dead. Peace be with you. And when he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. So he went like this. Peace be with you. Anybody see it? What is Christ doing? He's saying, look at my hands. Look at my feet. Look at my side. I was killed. I was murdered on the cross. But death has no power over me. The disciples were glad. Really, they were ecstatic. So Jesus said to them, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. You you getting this? Look, look, look. Jesus is alive. He breathed on them. What was inside of him? Holy Spirit. Where do you see somebody being breathed on? In Genesis, Gee, the, the Father breathes on them and they became a living soul. Some of you are walking around, but you're not living. And Jesus has come to say to you, peace be to you. What should you do? Receive that by faith right now. Say it. I receive the peace. Say it. I receive the peace of the Lord just come on, receive the Holy Spirit. No, so, so he said, well, that sounds weird to me. Shouldn't I fall out of my chair right now? It's perfectly possible. But perhaps your spirit will shift. Is there anything greater in all of this world than the peace that comes through the Spirit of Christ? Is there anything more powerful? It's, it's supposed to be a part of our salvation. Jesus is alive. I receive Christ into my life. And just because you haven't 
Just because you have it doesn't mean you are accessing peace. Look at, look at this moment. He shows up with a common salutation, but it's uncommon. He said, peace be unto you. He is conferring upon his disciples all the blessed fruits and effects of his death and resurrection. You receive that? I've been giving you communion every Sunday for several weeks now. And, and I'm saying what Christ is wanting you to do is to receive the peace of the Lord. So he's risen from the dead and he offers them peace. Who's saved? So, so Jesus wants you saved and filled with his spirit. And part of this work is what the disciples experienced. And Paul explains it this way in Romans 10. He says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on me will not be put to shame. There is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Somebody say Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Anybody believe in Jesus? Say it. I believe in Jesus. All of the work of the cross. Say it. I am saved. Say it. I am saved through faith. But when I'm saved, I should also get my infilling of peace. Somebody needs to get saved again. When the disciples' hearts were changed as Christ appeared, it was the end of hiding in the rooms. It was the end of what's going to happen now. He's alive. Somebody shouted, he's alive. And I'm filled with peace. He's alive. And I'm filled with peace out of his resurrection. Ephesians 2.13. Now, now in Christ Jesus, who once were far away, you have been brought near through the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace. Don't just, listen, don't just receive peace. Let it rule in your hearts, according to Colossians 3 and 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Come on, say it with me. Peace of Christ, I allow you to rule in my heart. Come on, Jesus came to bring you peace. That's the Christmas announcement. So in this world, we have three categories for ourselves of peace. Spiritual, emotional, and relational. Now, I'm not an enemy of religion. I am religious. However, sometimes all we have is tired ceremony. And, and it's not life transforming. Spiritless religion will drive you crazy. It's, it's an attempt to find peace with God. True Christianity, on the other hand, is man accepting peace with God through the Lord Jesus. Come on, say it. I receive my peace. I receive the peace of God through Jesus. So now we're free of condemnation. We're free of judgment. We're free of the fear of death. Allow the peace of Christ to rule in your mind, in your emotions, in your relationships. Some of you say, how do I do that? Do what Christ did, what he taught us over and over to do. You ready? Forgive. Amen. Immediately, your peace will increase when you forgive. Yes. Yes. It's like the meter goes. Thank you, Lord. It's like filling your tank. Right now, you've got somebody you're not forgiving. And so your peace is like right here. Because lack of forgiveness is also chaos. Forgive. That's the truth. And now you want to keep your peace? You want to keep your peace? You ready? Become unoffendable. Become unoffendable. Well, you don't know what they said to me. So, you probably don't know either. Because you never sat down and really talked about it. Because if you would have had a peaceful heart then you wouldn't be all the way down. Amen. Forgive. Become unoffendable. John Bevere writes about that in the bait of Satan. Forgive your dad who abandoned you. Forgive your mom. Forgive your neighbor. Come on. Forgive yourself. And forgive one another in the church. When you can't forgive, Christ is no longer ruling in your heart. Satan is. Amen. Amen. Satan's not ruling my heart. Don't be judging me, pastor. The word of God already judged you. When you're walking in unforgiveness, you have opened your door to Satan to come and stand in your heart. Satan's not standing right. Are you walking in unforgiveness? Yes, that's of the devil. Amen. He's the accuser, the one who never forgives, and when it seems like he is, he's lying. 
All right, so now we're receiving the peace of Christ. Somebody say, receive the peace. And finally, now we're going to give the peace. Give the peace of Christ. Mark 16, 15. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. How many have ever heard that? Did you know that the gospel is also called the gospel of peace? Jesus came to offer his peace to others. Remember in John 14, peace I leave with you. Uh, like, like when he said to his followers, my peace I give to you, I give to all y'all. Come on, that was Southern. But Jesus made peace between messed up humans and God when he died and rose again. You're no longer at war with God. That's what the peace of God is. No longer are you looking for the, the anger of God, the wrath of God. Now you can expect the love of God, the presence of God. Jesus made peace between messed up humans and God when he died and rose again. Romans 5 and 1. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The idea is that he restored to wholeness the broken relationship that we have had with our creator. We are no longer bound by our sin birth. We have been born again. We are children of the father. Ephesians 2.14, for he himself is our peace. Jesus was the whole, the complete human that I am made to be, but have failed to be. Remember the armor of the Lord message? All that the armor does You will not be victorious in unless you get your feet taken care of. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 15. Your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So our task is to be ready to walk in every situation in the peace of Christ. Everybody stand with me, would you? Let me minister peace to you. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. We're going to do this righteously. All right? going to do this righteously? Are you standing with me? I just hold off, ushers. Hold off. Hold off. Who is walking in chaos more than peace right now? And you could confess, I have more chaos than peace in my life. Where are you? More chaos than peace. Okay. They're all around the room. Some people are just mad at me right now. I can't Talking about me not being peaceful. Thank you, also. Look, I'm I know I have to deal with the log in my own eye. I know. You think I have forgiven some of you on a few occasions? <laughs> Had to. I only forgive people that ask me to. So you've made a compromise with the enemy about how you're going to have peace. No. There's some people who don't even know me that I forgive them. But i got to keep peace. Are you ready? Oh, just open your hands. Open your hands. All around the room, open your hands. Open your hands. The peace of Christ. Come Holy Spirit. The peace of Christ. Your expectations, some of your expectations are way too low. Hold your hands up. Ready? The peace of Christ be with you now and always. Say this, I receive peace. The peace of Christ be with you now and always. Do you know what peace is? Do you know what it is? certainly know what it's not. The peace of Christ be with you now and always. Tell the Lord Jesus, say, I receive your peace. Tell him I receive your peace. Let go. Let go of your bitterness. Let go of it. Let go of it. Let go of it. Holy Spirit, come. Reveal to some of the people that are in this room why they live such peaceless lives. Reveal to them why there's so much chaos. Father, we take our eyes off of others because you are the author of peace. And the author of chaos has no power over me. Say it, I receive the peace of Christ. In your home, in your family. Hear me, hear me, hear me. No more shame. No more bondage. Forgiveness. Redemption. 
peace of Christ. Reconciliation. can't give away something that you don't have. I claim the peace of Christ in my life. Some of you in your home, some of you just can't rest. Some of you are struggling so greatly with so much anxiety. I'm not here to bring shame upon you. God knows what's going on in your heart. Peace of Christ be unto you. ushers are going to stand at the door and they're going to have communion in their hands and they're going to hand you a cup to take home today alright so I only have communion in church guess what you're taking communion home with you today. you're going to open it up and you're going to receive it receive it with your family can you do that somebody say amen How many have the peace of Christ? Lift your hand if you now feel you have the peace of Christ. Okay, you ready? The peace of Christ be unto you. Now, I want you to truly go to others. Don't just embrace them, but speak peace to everyone that you come into contact as you leave this house. Now go in the peace of the Lord Jesus. Be dismissed when you choose. God bless you all. Come back tonight, 6 o'clock. Yeah, you give praise to God. God bless you.